Welcome to DaVinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is DaVinci's Discourse. Rob Thomas, man, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and who you do it for? Well, everyone always confuses me with Rob Thomas, the singer. I'm not Rob Thomas, the singer. I did quit musician life to go into insurance. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes uh, people do stranger things, right? So I've been uh, in my field on and off for 20 years and uh, more of an entrepreneur than anything. Uh, we started our company a little over two years ago. Um, it's a startup, what's called an IMO, insurance marketing organization. Hmm. And uh, we started it because um, the IMO insurance space is a mess. It just is. Currently, uh, statistics show it's about a 98% failure rate for agents. So oh, 98%. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's a that's a problem because a lot of a lot of people go into this business with the mindset of, you know, this is a great way to build a living and and make a life and, and do something that I hadn't been able to do before. And and all of that is true. The problem is the methodologies are just, they don't work. And, and that's just, 98% is the proof in that. And so I tell people all the time, nobody in the history of anywhere ever said, I think I want to sell insurance when I grow up. That's just, <laughs> it doesn't happen. But it's one of the greatest businesses in the world. And here's what I mean. Um, every day we help families protect the things that are most important to them. And that's their people and their paychecks. Mm. On someone's worst day, we get to be the only person showing up with a check to make sure that family stays whole. And when we do our jobs the right way, we actually get paid better than doctors to do our jobs. No so, kidding. Oh, man, beautiful. So how'd you get into it? Tell me about the uh, the intro story there. Yeah, um, I was working as a land surveyor, so doing construction projects and things like that, and just trying to keep food on the table for my family and, and those kinds of things uh, 20 plus years ago. And uh, I got a phone call one day, said, uh, hello, my name is such and such. I'm the managing partner at uh, this insurance company. And uh, you don't know me, but somebody gave me your name and thought that you might be very good at this business. Hmm. That was my intro to it. I thought, well, I got nothing left to lose. What might as well just go see what this is all about. And that's how I got in. And I have clawed my way to where we are now. Uh, you know, it's not easy. If this was easy, everyone would do it. But uh, it's it's truly a great business. All right, man. Beauty. I love it. So let's get into a little bit what you do for clients. Uh, let's say that I was a client that was coming to you. Uh, what would you what would you say to me? Where would we start there? Well, that's a good question. Um, it's a little bit more complex than that, but but we have a pretty uh, defined sales process that we use. Okay. Uh, you know, so we'd probably start something with, you know, hey, Kyle, tell me a little bit about your insurance. Um, and we're going to go down that path and, and talk a little bit about those things. But client acquisition is really where this game is all about. Like the insurance side of it's actually the easy part. Mm. How do you get people? How do you get in front of people? So agents fail for two reasons. See enough people say the right things. If you can't see enough people and you don't know what to say when you do see them, then then you're behind the eight ball from the beginning. So how right. do you get in front of enough mm. people? Yeah, right. So you started yeah. off when we were talking, you know, what's your marketing efforts? How do you get clients? That's that's where the this game is played. 
Um, statistics show there's about 50 million people shopping for life insurance right now all across the United States. So there's no shortage of people. How do you get in front of them? That's the real question. That's what it comes down to. Okay, so how yeah. do you get in front of them? Uh, you That's specifically, you know, tactically speaking, um, what are some things that you've done that have worked successfully and are working for you right now? Yeah, so we, we, I'm all about partnerships. So it's about finding mm. right partners, right? The carriers are all the same. We, we have tons of carriers that can write the insurance and we can do that, but it's the partnerships that matter. That's the real key in this business. This is a relationship business. So we've developed some really key partnerships that have allowed us to go in and, and really capture groups of people at a time, which opens up that door. So to understand what that means, we got kind of have to rewind a little bit. In the insurance marketing space, an agent comes in, they've got promises of, hey, you can make tons of money and do all this. Um, but you've got to invest in your business. Look, if anyone tells you you don't have to invest in your business, they're lying. You got to invest. You know that. You, it's why it's either time, talent, or money, right? One of the three. Yeah, you got it. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you got to you got to invest. Um, so agents dump, on average, about thousand dollars a week into leads hmm. from lead generation companies, companies that are are uh, uh, trying to generate leads to the agents those leads cost anywhere from five dollars to two hundred dollars yeah right so the leads uh the five dollar leads typically six months to two years old they've been worked by seven to ten different agents trying to close things so by the time you buy that five dollar lead no one wants to answer the phone they want to talk to you they don't want to hear mm. from you mm. right so you just you might as well go to the casino and dump five dollars in the, the the slot machine is what you should do. You got a better chance of winning there. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're saying to go for the the two hundred dollar leads. The two hundred dollar leads actually have a worse ROI than the five dollar leads. <laughs> okay. All right. So where's the sweet spot then? There is no sweet spot in the leads. Okay. They're all the same. Oh, interesting. It's, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a bad. So I I literally last week was running numbers on on that kind of stuff just to see. Right. Uh, an agent who drops, let's say they drop $6,000 over a three-month period into leads. Doesn't matter whether you did 200 or or not. Uh, they end up working for about $4 an hour. That's what, <laughs> no they end up working for. That's what it comes to. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, so what do we do instead, man? McDonald's. That's that's what the question becomes is what the hell do we do instead? Because I don't want to be working at no damn McDonald's. So, exactly. so, so what's the plan then? How do you, how'd you yeah. get around that? So that was the key question. How do we do that? Yeah. So we developed a, a we developed a partnership that allowed us to develop a system and process where our agents actually get paid for the leads that they generate. Mm. Instead of them paying for leads, now they're making money while they're prospecting. How? So we've got a um, program um, that works for employers. Um, if you're an employer and you have 10 plus employees, you can really have any three or more is really that what you can have, but we'll use 10 because it's easy math, right? So if you got 10 employees, um, this program is a no cost program to the employer and no cost to the employee. The employer is going to get about $500 a year per employee in FICA tax savings. So that's about mm. five grand back to their bottom line as a okay. business. Okay. And you know, if you're a small business, that's five grand. That's an extra, you know, that, that's that's marketing. That's all kinds of things, right? That's just money that goes back to the bottom line. Each employee is going to get about $1,800 in supplemental retirement benefit. Hmm. 
and it's zero cost to them. It's just the way the program is designed. Hmm. And so people go, well, how does that work? Why does that work? And it's just, it's the way that uh, the, the tax codes are written that allow us yeah. to implement that program. It follows all the rules. It's not bypassing anything. The IRS looks at it and goes, this is exactly how it's supposed to be done. Problem is the majority of businesses don't even know these programs exist. Hmm. So we bring those in. Employers love it. Employees love it. And our agents, if you've got 10, uh, 10 people and we enroll them, uh, they're going to make about six grand just from enrolling them in that program. And now they've got 10 people to work with individually. Interesting. Okay. So what are the kind of clients that you typically work with? Uh, for us, it's any small business. That's who we target. Okay. So, you know, anything from three people to 10,000 people, it doesn't really matter the size, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger the company, the harder it is to get in. So we really spend our time t- teaching agents, Hey, that sweet spot is that 10 to 25 person shop. Right, you right. can walk in, you can get to the owner. There's not a lot of gatekeepers. There's not a lot of navigating that. And small businesses are always looking for ways. How can I add more benefits that don't cost me money? How can I retain and attract great talent? How can, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we're coming in with that solution going, look, the the, the employee is going to walk home with the exact same paycheck they have today. You're going to have the exact same, you're going to save on your FICA taxes and we tell the employees that money that that we're saving, you either get to pay it in taxes or you get to apply it to benefit. Which do you want? And that's how we did that. That's how we created that. And then we spent, because the programs were new, no insurance agencies were or, or IMOs were doing what we are doing. No one's doing it. Hmm. We had to perfect the processes. So we had to get out and and, and work and, and, and work the kinks out. And now we've got, I was just running some reports last night. Um, our agent, our agent teams have about 75 companies in the works um, over the next six months that are enrolling and just running the, the basic low level math for our company that's going to generate about seven and a half million dollars. Wow, beautiful, man. Congratulations on that. No shit, man. That's huge. Huh. Yeah. And that's before we even now generated leads to go do all the other stuff that we do. Right. Okay. Interesting. Right? Okay. Okay. So I'm curious about what your process actually looks like. I mean, like, let's say that I'm a client, I'm a small business owner that has, let's say 10 employees. Um, what does that process look like for me if I were to, and like putting the marketing aside for now, I'm just curious what it looks like in terms of um, what you do for clients and, and how that, uh, that that sales process plays out. Uh, so if, if let's say yeah, I was a client, what would you, where would you start with me off here? And then we can get into the lead acquisition process, but I'm curious yeah. about the, the actual sales issue. Yeah. So, so, you know, the, I am big on relationship and, and conversations, right? And it's all about asking great right. questions. I can it's tell you. Right? Yeah. Just, I can tell. Just, uh, hey, let me. So I had a sales manager who taught me a long time ago. He asked this question. I'll ask you. Is it, you know, because you're in sales. Regardless, if you own a business, you're in sales, period. Always, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So is it your job to sell solutions or sell problems? Huh. It's interesting. It, well, it, it depends, but I like selling the problem first, building up that problem that they're taught that they're experiencing, and then moving to the solution. Because otherwise, they don't understand and have a full grasp over the problem that you're solving yeah. and, until you until you really spell that out for them. And that comes I, back I, to giving the, giving the pain, drilling in the, the the pains that they're dealing with with the problem right now, and then yeah. you can move into the solution because that's a much better sales process for me. Absolutely. What do you, what do you think? Right. One hundred percent. So if I've asked a thousand people that question 
you're one person that has ever answered that that way. Right? Really? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel good. Keep it coming. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, right? Because because everyone is always focused on what's the solution, right? And when you focus on solution, the only thing you have left to talk about is features and benefits. And if you don't have a problem, right. people mm -hmm. can care less about your features and benefits. Yeah, yeah. Or right? if you don't have a full grasp on the problem or you don't realize what that problem is really costing right. you. What right. I love to do, man, is I like to put a, an actual dollar figure on the problems that they're facing. I drill in the pain, put a dollar figure on the amount, and then say, I look at our solution is much less than what you just agreed that your problem is costing you. Yeah. It becomes cheaper to buy than it does not to buy. That's, yeah, my, well, that's one of the things I love to do. Absolutely. And I ask people the question, do you like being sold anything? Well, no, no one likes being sold anything. But I like buying shit. <laughs> you like buying it. You yeah, love yeah. Everybody loves to buy things, uh -huh. right? So it's it, we're hardwired in a way that let's say you have a wedding this weekend and you, you've got to get a suit, but you've just been procrastinating because you're busy and it's just the last thing you've done. So you you know, hey, I've got 24 hours to get this suit. You race down to wherever you buy suits, I don't care. And you walk in and you're looking around and the sales associate comes up and says, may I help you? And we always say, no, I'm just looking. Why? Because we don't, we, we, we build these walls. We want, we don't yeah. want to be sold anything, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to, mm -hmm. yet the sales associate knows, I hate going to the mall, by the way. I hate going shopping. It just drives me crazy. I just get, I want to get in, get out. When I was young, it was like, I went there, but I didn't go there to shop. I went there to find you know, for the women, girls, right? but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but now Me you know, it's like, you know, now that I, I've got a wife and kids, I don't need that. I just like, oh god, I hate going there. But so I want to get in and out, and that sales associate knows how to get me in and out of there as fast as possible. But my reaction is, my wall is, I don't know. I'm just looking. Mm. Leave me alone. Mm. So we all have that. So when I start a conversation with somebody, let's say we they've become a, a, a lead, I'm meeting one-on-one. -on -one. My first question is, hey, tell me a little bit about your life insurance. Nine times out of 10, they go, oh, I've got it at work. I'm all taken care of. My Most agents, like they just dive into this attack mode. And me, I'm different. I go, hey, great job taking advantage of the programs that your company offers. So many people don't know how to do that. Hmm. I make you feel great. You're like, oh, I did something right. You know, so the like wall starts Yeah, out. let's hear some more things. Come on, yeah, bring it on. You know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then the next question is, let me ask you this. Would it be important for you to know how to calculate how much life insurance you should have in place? Yep, yep. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got you now in this process of saying yes. Mm, so right. Kyle, there's a couple of ways we can do it. There's what's called a, um, a financial needs analysis where we look at your debts and your income. We can do a plus and minus and figure out what the gap is. The problem is who you are today and who you are five years from now are two different people. Mm, ain't right? that the truth, yeah. So the question, it, we use what we call human life economic value. In other words, how much are you worth to your family? Mm. So every every year, every day, every month, you and I earn an income. That income goes to put a roof over our head, food on the table, clothes on our back, gas in the car. It pays for life, right? So in simplest of terms, you and I are like a human ATM. Money in, money out. Hopefully more money goes in than comes out, but... If you're like me, that's not always the case, right? So the question you need to answer for your family is how much money would they need on deposit at a financial institution to generate your income mm. forever? Mm. Right? That's the question you ask and, and you provide them with that answer to that question. Yeah, so the next step is, so you got a phone? You yeah. got your phone with you there? 
Mm -hmm. So pull it out and grab your calculator. You want me to do this right now? I do. Yeah. All right, baby, let's get into it. I got my calculator up. All right. So in round numbers, just type in what you made last year. All right. Yep. Hit divided by 0 0.05. Okay. Tell me what the number is. 12 million. 12 million. 12 million. You did good last year. It wasn't a bad year. This year yeah. is better. <laughs> That's good. Good, better, good. Which I love. So, yeah. So in other words, if your family had $12 million on deposit at a financial institution, um, earning about 5%, it's going to generate your income forever. Mm, yeah. Okay. After yeah. All, just on interest alone. Yeah. 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 So after all, I mean, you don't want them making huge financial decisions in those moments. You want life to stay stable for them. Right. Later mm. on, they can make financial decisions. But mm. in that moment, you want it to stay stable. Kyle, the problem is insurance companies aren't in the habit of giving away $12 million to people. They actually have to qualify for it. And the problem is, I don't know if I can get you qualified. Mm, now I'm trying to sell you on why I need it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Interesting sales process. Okay. Mm. And and we are now at a place where this is for me, the sale is closed because you you're saying yes the whole time. You're the one going, when I say I don't know if I can get you qualified, mm, I love that. instinctively almost everyone goes, Oh, I can qualify. Oh no, man. You can get me qualified. Please, please take yeah. my money. Please yeah. take my business. Oh, dude, yeah. The psychology there is killer. It's that it's that give and take. You know, yeah. um, the way that I think about that is I was in London, England one time and I saw this card game, this, you know, the, the classic Monty scam that uh, people are playing yeah. on the side. Yeah. It was on a bridge yeah. and uh, they were shuffling the cards, the three cards. You got to pick the queen out of the three cards as they're shuffling yeah. it. And uh, I walked up because I was curious and they picked me right out because I was the only one that was an actual like pedestrian. The rest of them yeah. were just there to pretend. Right. Yeah. So I picked the queen and he said, yeah, nice. Congratulations. Hands me a 20 pound note in my hand. And I said, hell yeah. And then he takes it back right away. And now I'm like, shit, wait a second. Now I want to, I, I want to make some more money now. You know what I mean? And yeah. there was a moment that I was like, okay, well, should I play? No, I'm not going to. But it was that psychology of that give and take like that. Yeah. It's uh, there's fascinating power there. It's interesting, yeah. man. Your sales process is down packed. Do you teach that to your salespeople? That exact script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Killer. Yeah, that's what we teach. And that's, that's how we lead. We don't worry about anything else. You and I haven't talked about price. We haven't talked about product. We haven't talked about features. We haven't talked about any of that. Okay. And you're going, yeah, qualify me. How do I do this? Yes. Mm. Right? The question becomes, how do you replicate that in any other business? Because that is a fascinating psychological trick right there. Um, I mean, is it a trick? I mean, you can call it whatever you want. It's a tactic. It's a strategy. It's a, it's a, it's a tactic that goes into the all-encompassing all strategy that is uh, um, making them want to buy your product before you even offer it or, or in a way without having to sell them at all. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just you're, you're giving them the want before you give them the, the opportunity. Yeah. Fascinating psychology, man. Um, yeah, so I wrote that script about 20 years ago. I've been using it since really? Interesting. nonstop. Wow. I close probably 98% of the time, don't have a problem with it. And Don't I tell agents, because we teach it, I go, look, huh. do not, it, when you learn this, I want you to learn it verbatim. I want you to memorize it verbatim. And people fight it because they're like, well, that's not me. And I don't want to sound salesy. And I go, look, did I sound salesy to you at, at any point? No, not at all. No, I sound like I was having a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. But if you were to shadow me on every appointment I went on, you'd hear me say the exact same thing over and over and over. And 
the funny thing is, is I'm talking to you, I'm watching your body language and you're nodding your head. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. Time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and that <laughs> is part of that buying power. It's getting you to say yes before you've even said yes. Unconsciously. You're like, I like what this guy's saying. I think I'm going to go with this, but you're not thinking yeah. it consciously. It's all unconscious. If you were yeah. to, to, to give me that sales process in a nutshell and in, in bullet point format, can you walk me through step one, step two, the, the actual psychology that you take people through? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, step one really is, is, is getting them asking you to teach them something, right? Mm, okay. So, so that wall's got to come down just a little bit for me. So give I me start example. with, yeah. you know, tell me about your life insurance because I already know what their answer is going to be. Right. Mm. I've done it so many times and almost every time people go, Oh, I've got it at work. I'm all taken care of, or I've got a guy. I'm all good. Mm. Don't care. I, I honestly don't care what they say. It's that, it's that, uh, do you need help? No, I don't need help kind of a thing. I'm just looking. Yeah. It's that same thing. Yes. Yeah. It's that same reply. Okay. Go yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rather than fighting, to, you know, like taking a sledgehammer and trying to break the wall down, yeah. I just pick up over it and go, Hey, great job. <laughs> taking advantage of those programs. Mm. Right. Mm. And people go, Oh, I did something right. I did right. something right. Yes. Hey, great job, man. You're in here looking for a suit for your wedding, dude. Huge, huge props to you. Right. Yeah, okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so now they go, Oh, I got a friend here. Not a, not a, uh, yes. Combat, yes. Right? yes. That wall so comes now down. It, it starts to come down. Exactly. So then that next question is key. Let me ask you a question. Would it be important to you to know how to calculate how much life insurance you should have in place? Hmm. Okay. So would it be important to you to look good at your wedding or would it be important to you to, to have that, uh, that good feeling that you get when you're in that, that, the perfect suit for you and it's important exactly. to you, right? Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And 99% of the time, the answer is always yes. Now I will tell you, I had one guy one time say no <laughs> to that specific question. And this is where you got to grow a pair and really stick to your guns. Right. Because the instinct now is I got to fight. I'm going to lose the sale. I'm going to do this. And I did the opposite. We were sitting at a table in a coffee shop. He was my appointment. And he said no to that question. And I sat back in the chair and I crossed my leg and said, okay. And I just sat there and stared at him. Mm, Next person to speak wins, (laughs) loses or wins, whatever way you want to look at it. Yes. And I was. I was dying on the inside. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. This is the most uncomfortable thing. Mm. This is horrible. I hate this, you know, because I want to be nice. And and I just sat there. And he started fidgeting in his chair and he started moving <laughs> around. And he finally mm. said, Why are you staring at me? And I said, Because I've never had someone say no before. Mm. And he goes, Well, how long does it take? And I said, Just about a minute. Then he goes, Okay, show me. <laughs> now the nosy yes uh-huh okay right because okay. he wanted to get out of the uncomfortableness right mm. just the same right. way people want to get out of the uncomfortableness of not having their family protected yes mm. yeah it's, it's in, in any sales though. process if you can it, selling a problem is about making somebody uncomfortable and it's the opposite yeah right so if i can make you uncomfortable i can move you towards comfort Right. It goes back to selling the problem. It's interesting, right? We're kind of full loop there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you get that, so, you get that. Yes. It's yes. It's important to me. Then why? The next part is story. Mm. I told you a story. I said, Kyle, every day you and I earn an income. 
And that income goes to put a roof over our head, food on the table, gas in the car. I, I now painted a picture and you the whole time going, yeah, yeah, I recognize that. Like you're going through your life, your daily and how you do that. You're just, I've immersed you in a story that quickly. Yeah. Why? Because stories sell. So I brought you into the story. I made the story about you in a very quick, timely manner. And then I I bring, some people laugh, some people don't. I don't really care. It's a little bit of humor. I go, you know, um, we are like human ATMs, money in, money out. Hopefully more money goes in than comes out. But if you're like me, that's not always the case. And everyone cracks a smile because they all know a time in their life where more money was going out than coming in. Right, right. I didn't like that part, to be honest with you, because I was like, oh, man, but we're we're so much more than just human ATMs. <laughs> I was we thinking, are, but it's like um, it's, it's it's simplistic. It's overly simplistic. It's it's um, now it's kind of pinpointing a human being down to only being about dollars and cents. But I guess yeah. when you're coming down to it, that's what you're selling at the end of the day. So you're putting their mind in that state of yeah. of um, thinking about the, the money in money out. I got you. Yeah. I see the psychology behind it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It just gets them there because they, they, they almost envision their, their bank account of money being deposited right. in money going out. Yep. And we've all opened up our statement where we're at home. Man, how am I going to make it to the end of the month? How am I going to? We've oh, all yeah, had that. Don't miss time. that, man. No shit. No. <laughs> I do right? not miss that at all. It makes me cringe. So, so we now now they're thinking about that. Hmm. So now we go. So what? You know, we 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 talk about human life economic value. That's the story. Mm -hmm. By the way, human life economic value isn't something I made up. Uh, when nine eleven happened, and they were paying the families for 9-11, they use human life economic value to calculate how much each family should get. Right. It's a generalized term in the insurance industry, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. But but even, even so, with, with the 9-11 fund, it wasn't calculated the same way, but they had a formula they used to calculate human life economic value to pay out to the families that lost, right? So the point is that we didn't invent it. Right. It's so that there, you just, right. you take their income from last year, you divide it by 0.05. That's what I do. Yeah. And people say, where did you get that? It's just a random, I mean, 5% on anything is pretty considered pretty conservative, pretty mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. It's a high on the higher end of safe, but it's still safe. Right. So, you know, I could, I could have used, I could have used a higher number, but then it becomes unrealistic because then you start going, well, is 8% real? Can you get that? Now you got questions. No one questions 5%. And the other part is, did I say bank? Nope. I said financial institution. Hmm. Why? You what's, say, the, what's the differentiation there? What's the, the thinking behind that? Well, when I say bank, people go, "Where? what bank do you know that's paying 5%? Mm, okay, I see. Right. Now I created a roadblock. Mm, but okay. if I say financial institution, mm. you got no idea what institution I'm talking about. And because we're out of your expertise, you're going with it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So is there any other steps? Did you? So at that else? point, then let me ask you this, who calculated your number? I did. I don't even have to sell you on the amount now. Oh, it's your number. Mm, mm, okay. I like how you're putting them in the position to be the decision maker. The uh, they're in control the whole time. Yep. Mm. 
Yeah. I think that's opposite to a lot of sales processes is the salesman's trying to take control, grab the client by the throat kind of a thing, you know, and do what I say. You're the complete opposite. You're saying, no, man, let me grab, let me hold you by the hand and, and walk you through the process. See if it's a good fit. And at the end you're like, well, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a good fit. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you qualified. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that takeaway. And it's like, no, I can qualify. And usually I get, well, what do I have to do to qualify? Well, we're going to take an application. In your case, you're going to have to do paramedicals, which means give some blood, pee in a cup. And we're going to send it up to an underwriter and we're going to determine whether or not you qualify. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. Generalizing that to a business, you, uh, you cut their, do a cut on their finger and you drip that on the contract and now you're in for life, bitch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, man, so, so now they're closed. I love it, man. Did I miss yeah. any steps there? No, that's it. I mean, that's it's it. that simple. It is and I can go simple. from hi, Kyle, to let's let's get you qualified in about 90 seconds. It doesn't have to take forever. I love it, man. It's, it's incredible. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources. And you can get that for free at kylesbook.com. Back to the podcast. That process is gold right there. People pay a lot of money just to have that exact process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Well, no and then we take it a next step. So once I'm in that application process, mm -hmm. I'm going to pause mid, mid application and say, Kyle, let me ask you a question. Do you think taxes are going to go up or down? Up. <laughs> so if I could show you how we could carve off some of this life insurance and create tax-free income for retirement, would that be important to you? Yes. Yes, it would. Okay. While the underwriter is determining whether you qualify, I'm going to put some plans together. We'll talk about how we can do that. Sounds fair to me, man. I like this guy. I think I'm going to give this guy my money. <laughs> you're building, you're building trust I, the whole time. What, what did you do in your words? How, how would you put it? it with what? Say that again. How would you put it? What? What? How would you put what you just did? Uh, so I, we we literally in that moment, I took my sale from here. Here's a thousand dollar sale that I'm going to make seven hundred dollars on to this is now a fifteen thousand dollar sale. That I'm going to make ten, fifteen thousand dollars off. How so? I missed it. That one statement. What was the statement? Because I'm going to teach you how to utilize life insurance to create tax-free income, and I'm going to get paid ah, commission. So you, I'm going to get paid additional commission on that. You embedded an upsell in the statement. Yes, I did. Hmm. Now you're you're not just uh, an advisor. You're taking a more so like a like a consultant role, like a coaching role. Yes. You're you're with them. You're uh, you're like a teammate at that moment. Uh, you shift exactly. from from being across the table from one another to sitting on the same side and looking at yes. the report as as a teammate. Mm. Yep, exactly. And then I can take it one step further and I go, hey, let me ask you a quick question, Kyle. Um, with with your debt, if I could help you find a way to um, pay off your debt four times faster and save money four times faster, would that be important to you? Um, if I was in debt, it would definitely be important to me. Yes, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> right, which is eighty six percent of America, right? So I guess right. right 86% of people are in debt. Oh yeah. Dude. Wow. Yeah. In fact, about How is that 86 sustainable? Of Americans, 86% of Americans spend about 76% of their income on taxes and interest on debt. And interest on debt. Mm, at least 24% for living. For everything else. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Right. 86%, man. I had no idea. That's crazy. This it is doesn't crazy, sound sustainable right? to me. I mean, what it's the, not sustainable. 
that what the top 14% is going to be holding on for every other 86% of Americans, it doesn't sound like it's uh, sustainable at all, but that's a question for a whole other day. Um, yeah. But you see what I'm now, now I'm actually bringing in a partner and that partner yes. teaches people how to bank like a banker right? and they will pay off debt. We, we worked with a, a couple, they were $2.3 million in debt with their business, their new building. Mm. They want to retire in five years. And they were like, how do we, how do we do this? What everything we have is in this, this business. We put them into the process. We created the strategy. They, in the strategy, we pay off $2.3 million worth of debt and save about that amount in the next four years. Their lifestyle didn't change. Their cash flows changed. That's it. We just changed cash flows. Explain to somebody that doesn't understand what that means. What does that mean? So a lot of times when you hear the debt gurus out there, it's always about buckling down and cutting expenses. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. that's stuff stop drinking your lattes, important. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. it's, you know, it's like go eat ramen and rice for the next five years. And then, right. That's <laughs> and then not you die from a heart attack. <laughs> right. Well, and, and because it's, it's way too painful. People don't do it. It's like diet and exercise. Right. 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 And then it's worse because then it gets counterbalanced. You know, if you only right. eat ramen and next thing, you know, next week you're, you're stuffing pizza down your throat because you you had that shitty week because of that. Right. So you have yeah. to counterbalance at the end. It's human yeah. nature. This is the way it works. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But what if instead we could teach you how to leverage debt to recapture interest to flow your money through it mm. like a bank does because mm. that's what banks right. do. Yeah. Mm. Right. And we can actually pay off debt uh, on average. Uh, we can have someone completely out of debt, including their mortgage, no matter what size it is in five to seven years on average. Mm. And we can have them putting away 15, 20, $25,000 a year into supplemental retirement plans. That'll be tax-free later on in life. How exactly does that work? And how does that tie into life insurance? Because life insurance is more than just debt. There's more living benefits to life insurance than death. I don't think a lot of people understand that. I, I look at it sometimes as life insurance, uh, lifestyle insurance. It's uh, There are living benefits to it as well. Why don't we get into that a little bit? Because uh, I feel like yeah. a lot of people don't don't understand that. That's a, that's a, th Those are great things. And you know, you've got the gurus out there like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey and these people who just they take a dump all over cash value life insurance. Mm -hmm. And and really you start, if you dive into it and look at it, they're selling themselves in a way that's, that's their angle. That's their pitch. Cause they're not right? selling what you're selling. Right. So they, no. they put everything else down so that they can build their thing up. Yeah. Makes sense for them. Right? I get it. Right. And, and I get it, but, but they're wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's not okay. me just so... being, being a jerk or being on, that's my opinion. I'm just telling you that, Factually so let, speaking. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 look at it from this standpoint. What bank do you know of anywhere in the world that is not interested in making money? Name one. Uh North Korea, but even that <laughs> I'm thinking like North Korea Kong, is the bank you know? and they want to make money. Uh what right? about yeah, of course they do. Okay, what about the uh the the bank of monks of Thailand? <laughs> It's bullshit. I don't think yeah. there is a single bank. It doesn't make any no. damn sense. Of course, <laughs> I'm no, just banks, an asshole. <laughs> banks, banks, banks are in the business of making money. They are yeah, not yeah. your friend. They are not there to help you. Yeah. They are there to aggregate your dollars mm -hmm. and make yeah. money for themselves. Right by distributing right? it elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. But the funny, the, the ironic thing is, Bank of America, 
Wells Fargo, two of the largest banks in the world, right? They put upwards of anywhere from 9 to 19% of their portfolio is in cash value life insurance. Really? Mm, interesting. Yeah, so, so it's it terrible. So it's just, it's just awful, eh? Yeah, <laughs> like if it's so bad. The world they're using it with 19% exactly. of their, their capital. Not like 0.19%, 19%. So uh, that yeah. speaks Why do they do that? what people are actually the, doing. Yeah, because of the guarantees that come with life insurance. Like what? So typically life insurance has to be usually on an executive or someone mm. and it's it's called arbitrage they're able to leverage that. So let's say they put 2 billion dollars into life insurance for bank owned life insurance it's on the executive and he dies. Mm. The bank doesn't get 2 billion dollars the bank is getting 10 billion dollars. Right. Ah uh, yeah, I got you. Cuz they leveraged it. But while that cash is sitting in the life insurance it's making 4 to 6% because of interest and dividends that are guaranteed by the life insurance company. Hmm. Even just to, to cover your family and have everything taken care of, you're, you're also at the same time offsetting the, um, uh, well, the inflation at the same time, right? So it's a win-win. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just one of the win-wins. What are some of the other wins that come within? The, so, so let's talk about just as an individual, let's say you started putting money into life insurance. Yeah. And it's built up cash. Let's say you got $100,000 of cash sitting in your life insurance policy. That's not the death benefit. That's your cash value. Okay. Yeah. And you go, hey, I need $50,000 for, I'm going to go buy a car. Don't care what it is. Right. So rather than um, just take the money out, and by the way, let's say we're using what's called an IUL. So that's an indexed universal life policy. Uh, they, they, they have indexed returns without being in the market. So typically they're paying right now about nine, 10, 11%. Indexed returns without being in the market. Yep. So it's a 12 month look back. What did, what did that index do over the last 12 months? Not forward looking. It's backward looking. Hmm. I'm not familiar about that. So then they, then they're, they're, I don't understand how that works. So it's just, they, they, cause their portfolio has made money. And so they're able to apply and, and, an interest crediting to their policyholders based on those indexes. Oh, okay. I got it. Interesting. Right? Mm. So, oh. so there's no downside with huh. upside potential. Yes. It takes right? away the downside if you can get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you qualify and we get you in it. Right. So, so let's say you're making 10% just to make it easy, right? You got a hundred thousand and you're going to go out and buy a car. Well, don't, take the cash out and lose that 10% interest, keep it in there, call the insurance company and say, I want to borrow $50,000. They don't care what you're borrowing for. Doesn't matter to them, it's your cash. But they actually don't ever take it out of your policy. They collateralize that part of your policy. They lend it out of their general account and they charge you four to 5% interest mm. on that loan. Mm. Your money is still sitting in that account earning because 10%. It's, because it's collateralized. Yes. Interesting. And your money is still earning five, 10%. So Yes. So you're netting five. So you're it's free money. It's even better than free money. Exactly. But let's take it a step further. They don't charge interest daily, weekly, monthly, like the bank does. Mm -hmm. They charge it one time annually Yes. at the end of the year of the loan. Oh, so you can pay the loan back by the end of the year. Is that what you're saying? You pay it off in in, in mm. less than a year and it's 0% interest and mm. you still made 10%. Wow. 
much better than free. I love it, man. Free money. Huh. It is. So you can see how it becomes an easy sale once you start to be able to get this information out to people. Yes. The question becomes how you get that information out to people. One of the ways that we like to do it is using a book. Um, for example, what we'll do is we'll interview folks and we take their knowledge and we we package it up into a book and they use that as a marketing tool to get that knowledge out to folks so that they understand right. the benefits that go into this. Uh, what are some of the ways that you educate people in terms of uh, these benefits other than one-to-one sales? Yeah, we do. Uh, we do a lot of webinars. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, uh, we have a um, a webinar we call Financial GPS. Okay. So we start getting once we get them through those first pieces, we start putting them into those webinars. They're no cost. They right, get on, right, right, and, and they start learning how to do this. This. Yes. Yeah, dude. That's what we do as well. We But we started off with a book because they don't understand going into the webinar that, first of all, a webinar takes a lot of time. It's going to be 60, 90 minutes or whatever. Um, is it a sales webinar that you're sending them to where you make a sale on the back of it? We do, but it's, it's it's it, again, by the end of it, they're going, that's what I want. Right. Mm. Right. And, and so because you. we're teaching them how to leverage these tools. So we call it financial yeah. GPS because it's about, you know, most people don't understand how to, GPS is about getting you from one place to the next, right? Mm -hmm. In the in the most efficient manner. So when you're in your car and you type in a destination, that GPS ties into satellites and says, okay, there's traffic here, there's construction here, there's this. This is the best route. It just gets you there. Yeah, right? using AI I mean, too, by the way. Yeah, you exactly. calculating traffic at the time of day. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it just is an efficiency that we've all grown. Well, financially, we have no kinds of GPS. Everybody's out here. Put your money in this. Do this. Right. We take this holistic approach. We look at everything. Mm. Where we're looking at their 401k. We're looking at their tax-free income, all of that kind of stuff. And we're showing them how to reduce taxes. We're not saying don't invest in a 401k. We're not mm. saying don't put your money in the market. We're saying create a balance between everything so that as you get older, you can balance that and have the right things in the right place so that A, you have enough money when you're ready to retire and B, you don't run out of money in retirement. Right. Exactly. But those two things are the key things. And you can ask, oh, is that important to you, by the way? It is. <laughs> we go back it to is. the sales process. Exactly. Um, what are your conversion rates looking like in terms of opt-in to webinar? Uh, do you know uh, your numbers in terms of, let's say you get a thousand people uh, clicking on an opt-in page to a webinar? What your, so, uh, so we're not market, we're not pushing them that way, you know, where okay. it's just out there on a landing page to try and get them in. Right, they right. Not there yet. It's more of a, the agents are building relationships with them. So they're pushing them to that. So we get a pretty high opt-in rate because they, they're they using it mm. as an advisor tool. Oh, okay. So the way we use it as a, is a lead magnet. We start with the book. We give the book away for free. For example, the, yep. the guide to uh, uh, how do you know if life insurance is right for you or not? That title of a book would be incredible because it, it, it's a question that people have on their minds already. And so they opt yep. in for the book. And then on the thank you page for the book, they already are looking at you with authority. They trust you because we're programmed to trust authors. And then on the thank you page of the book, you say, hey, while you wait for the book to hit your inbox, free book, PDF, um, why don't you come check out this webinar? And now you've got them on the sales webinar where you, you can get yeah. them closed on a, on a high ticket deal without ever yeah. having to speak with them directly. That's what we specialize in. Um, not many salespeople. It's, it's mostly uh, automated with webinars. Take them from the book to the webinar to the sale. Uh, no right. sales, no one-to-one uh, -one sales needed at that point. So uh, we right. can talk about how we can help you with that. That's interesting, man. So um, moving it from there, 
um, you don't have a, an actual lead generation strategy when it comes to moving people from getting leads uh, to to getting them automatically sold on your package. You so your sales process is is what? How are you getting leads exactly? So um, most of our agents, um, what, what, like say a new agent comes in, we have them sit down and in typical insurance, they have them do what's called like a project 200, all the 200 people they know, that's their, right, their right, right. initial network, right? And yeah. that's gone in about two weeks, right? They burn through that one quick. Mm -hmm. So we took that, but we flipped it and said, what are the, what are the hundred businesses in your community that you would love to work with? And then we'll start putting those mm -hmm. down. Mm, right and then we, okay. then the second question is go through your phone and ask yourself who do i know that knows businesses and we're going to go talk to them about that center of influence how do you introduce me to them how do you, mm. you get there mm, mm. You know? and then you start embedding yourself in um networking groups because it's small business is highly relational they want to do business with other business owners they trust other business owners yeah, they, in the area right? especially of course yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so so what happens is you get your foot in the door with one or two and it just explodes. Like it just, they're referring you to their other yeah. business friends yeah. very quickly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it, Especially, it yeah, if you're providing long. a good service, it doesn't take long to get those referrals coming in. But yeah. dude, imagine you had a book. I'm being repetitive here because it just came to my mind. I said, imagine if you had a book that you could give to your, your agents that was able to be disseminated to all their local businesses. You send the book out to all the businesses. Now they're looking at you with trust and authority. And then you begin your sales process. Uh, my mm -hmm. mentor always said, any sales process can be improved by putting the right information in front of it. So 100% start them off 100%, with a book yeah. and then, and then, then they know who you are. They know what you do. And then you start to move towards that, that um, relationship building with them already looking at you as something that they want. It, right. goes, it goes back to your sales process. It only uh, uh, amplifies and throws dynamite on that fire, baby. Uh, so that's uh, that, that's what we would do if we were in your shoes to start them off with that, with that, information packaged as a book, send that out, have your agents send that out to all their businesses locally. And then right. you begin exactly what's working for you right now with, with only that one added step at the beginning. Uh, we're yeah. finding conversions shoot through the roof at two to three times. Sometimes uh, if it, it, you guys don't need it in terms of referrals after getting those, those first few, it sounds like, but getting those first few, uh, it would be a hell of a lot easier if you had a book to put in front of a man, beautiful yeah. opportunity there. Very, very interesting. So um, I think we've, we've covered um, what life, what you do, uh, how you do it. The sales process you went through is fucking killer, man. I mean, beautiful sales process. I don't think I've ever interviewed anybody who has a sales process as, as down pat and and um, perfected as you do. You can tell you've been doing it for, it's like, it's not like you've been doing it for 20 years or anything, you know, <laughs> not at all. Well, and, and it, it, you know, there's always refinement, right? Yeah. So, so I, that, what I what it took you through is that one-on-one, -on -one. Yes. but the interesting thing is that we can't get to that one-on-one until -on -one we do the business stuff. But what right. we do at the business level is once we put, implement that program, mm. we have to actually go in and do the enrollment with all the employees. We, we make sure they do that in person. Mm. And from there, what we do is because even in the, the enrollment, uh, when we're trying to then get them to one-on-one -on -one appointments, people don't want to meet with an insurance agent. That's the last thing they want to do. Yeah. So we we dangle some candy in front of them. What's the candy? Yeah, good question. So if you're an employee and you're you come into that meeting, um, we're gonna have a QR code sitting up on a screen. 
Okay. And the first thing I'm going to say to them is, hey, before we get started, the enrollment's going to take about 20 minutes mm. and you'll be done and out of here. But everybody grab your phones. They will grab their phones. They, they just, they will. Everyone scan that QR code. It's going to take you to our one minute financial survey. And everybody mm. who books an appointment with us to go through a no obligation, no cost financial review, mm. we're going to give you a seven night dream vacation certificate just for meeting with us. Wow. Look at that incentivization. And that's cost effective, a seven night trip. Yeah, because I have a service that costs me $97 a month to give away unlimited travel certificates. Wow. How do you get that service? I mean, that sounds like a killer a killer incentivization for referrals, for onboarding, for, um, you know, there's all kinds of applications for that. How the hell? 97 bucks a month? For, you, what do you mean? It's a, yeah. you're, you're, so you're essentially an affiliate for a company that has wow. access to, a, to that for a lot cheaper, but it's like 97 bucks for unlimited passes to give away seven yeah. vacations. It sounds yeah. too good to be true. How the hell do you do that? So I, I stumbled across them about five or six years ago, actually became hmm. really good friends with the president, the owner of the company. Hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I went and, and took over that company for a short time. It was during COVID, kind of helped maintain it and then stepped away. But we just used them. All of our agents get those. They buy into it. It is an affiliate program. It's a great program. Hmm. Um, and it's truly, it's unlimited. Like there's just no... I, if I want to give away one, if I want to give away 10,000, it doesn't matter. I can wow. give away as many. Now, once you get a certificate, you're responsible to register the certificate. It costs about $20. Most people probably um, don't. So, yeah. Okay. So, I can see right. how it would be starting to cost effective for them. But still, Well, and, okay. and, and that doesn't matter to me whether they register or not. No, because you got your end of it. Of course. I got my end of it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just giving it away. And then when they go to book, the, they have 12 months to travel at that point. Hmm. And they go and book their travel. They have, they're responsible to pay the resort fees and taxes. They got to okay. get themselves there. But so I can go stay in Maui at a five star for four hundred and nine dollars just for the cost of the flight. And and, and oh, no no sorry. So for the cost of the what exactly is the cost for? So they pay the resort taxes and fees. So, so when you go to a hotel, you're paying. There's there's also if you look at the the your receipt, there's the cost of the hotel. Then there's resort taxes, there's fees. There's right, 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 right. Mm. So they have to, so just like the price is right. When you win a car on price is right, you still have to yeah. pay the taxes. Okay. Yeah, true. All right. All right. right? So, so, have, I, I, so what does the gift card actually do? They get the hotel for the whole week or the resort. And they just are responsible for the little bit of resort taxes and fees. Oh, it's just the taxes and fees that they pay. Oh, yeah. because I see. And so it makes sense for the resort owner because it doesn't uh, it doesn't cost them anything if they cover the costs of the taxes and, and fees that they have to pay. And so it's it's free for them to do. And then they get a client that can refer people to the resort or come back again. Yeah. I see. So yeah. it makes sense for everybody involved. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's an afferal, uh, referral network that people, yeah. uh, everybody's feeding off of each other in a, yeah. in a beneficial and benevolent way. Yeah. I love that, man. It makes me wonder how you can start to implement that incentivization in other areas of, of my business, for example. Like, let's say for, yeah, like I said, referrals uh, here, if you refer a friend, if we refer three friends, I'll give you a free seven night vacation. And it sounds yeah, like exactly. it's pretty easy to start exactly. getting referrals at that point. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to, um, I'm going to give you this here. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you the, the link so you can look at it. Okay. Yeah, man. I'd love to. I'm just going to drop it in the chat here. What are some other ways you uh, you could use that, you think? Uh, for oh, referrals, we use it. For, for that? What, what else do you use it for? 
Uh, we use it for um, things like, um, so there's that, there's the, I got you. The, yeah. I see it there. Um, we use it for getting referrals. So when you have a client, Hey, I'm looking for some, some new referrals for everyone who uh, refers, you know, refer five people to me. I'll give you a seven night or a, mm. Eight day, seven night Mexico vacation, oh, and man. everyone you can who use does as, business with us. You can use it as bonuses for people that sign up. I mean, you yes. you sell, a, let's say you sell a five thousand dollar package. You could say, oh, and by the way, uh, you can get a free seven night vacation when you buy here. Now all of a sudden, that five grand becomes a lot cheaper because you're saving the five grand on the, what it would have cost for the five star resort, for example. Exactly. You can use that as a bonus for for all. One hundred percent. Wow. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Do you get paid on any uh, any back end of it, uh, affiliate commissions when? It comes to yep. if they the affiliate commissions are 40 percent oh wow tier one ah, so that 97 dollars is 38 dollars and 80 cents reoccurring every month nice it right. starts to add up too and that was just by sweetening the deal for somebody to do something for you at the end of the day i love yeah. it man beautiful and then uh and then the tier two when they sign up is is 10 percent. so you get a 40 so so they're giving out 50 percent of the commissions yeah you know, which is pretty good for for incentivizing people, that's, for people that's yeah for adding value which is yeah Killer man, I love that. Yeah, all so, kinds of ways so you can do something like that. If somebody listed, that, by the way, it was it was tripvaleincentives.com slash affiliate trip incentives. Trip valet incentives. Yeah, trip valet. Oh yeah, trip valet incentives.com slash affiliate slash Robert underscore Thomas. So there we it. go. There we go. Start to give you some affiliate commissions, baby. <laughs> Making some money today. Yeah. All right, man. Exactly. I think we I think we covered a lot to do today, dude. Um, what about and really quickly, uh, how do you see AI playing into the future of the insurance business? It's going to change it drastically. Now, also, yeah, it's going pretty... to affect the property and casualty side much faster. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. Because it already is. And and there are a lot of things happening in that world where carriers are moving away from agents and they're moving to AI. Uh, right. Mm. What do you think so, about that? Well, PNC is always a messy place. So we don't do a ton of it. We, okay. But the life insurance space is going to be slower to adopt it from a sales standpoint. Mm. But from a, a client acquisition standpoint, it's going to grow exponentially. In terms like, of lead generation, or yes, exactly. Okay, right, yeah, because yeah, we're using AI books to and AI. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to think about this, but uh, who actually invited you on this podcast? It wasn't me. It was my AI. My AI was messaging all of the qualified people on my LinkedIn profile yeah. that was that was qualified to do a podcast with me. So that's one of the things we're doing for clients too is promoting their books through LinkedIn automation and get, generating leads that way. Um, yeah. It's fascinating how you can use AI in your company. There's there's a ton so, of different. So ways. we're looking at AI. When I say looking at, it, I'm, I'm really just trying to start investigating it for agent recruitment. Oh, interesting. So, now, if so you had from, a book, would you use the book for agent recruitment or for? I would, yeah, yeah because it's you get it's like one sale who can generate fifty sales. You know, it's that meta. I see what yep, you mean. Exactly. Mm, interesting. So as the the head of the IMO, my clients are really um, agents. Right. Right. That's you. who I'm after. Right. So, okay. Interesting. Mm. So if I can get an agent in, then we can teach them our sales process. We can, uh, we actually, I can calculate, we can go from where we are today to a billion dollar company in the next three years. Ooh. If you had how many agents, how many agents do you need? For I that? need 400 agents. That's it. That's it. No kidding, dude. <laughs> You're going to think I'm a, I'm doing some kind of sales pitch, but this is just the fact of it. Um, what we're doing is we're using books. We would turn this interview into a book and we would promote this book to agents, uh, potential agents on LinkedIn. We can get you 400 agents by the end of the year. 
I mean, if, if that would get you to a billion dollars in sales, 400 agents, that's it. Yeah. Well, if 400 agents who are actively do, working our process, absolutely. And, and, and the numbers are there. And then we're not talking about rock stars. We're talking about average agents. Really? Mm, yeah. Interesting. So yeah, man, we take this, we turn it into a book, we turn it into a guide of how to become an agent with you. It goes through the sales process. They educate themselves on, the, on exactly the step-by-step -step process we took them through. Now they're educated, they're prepped to go out there and start getting clients for you. Um, it's very interesting. We use, we use AI to start generating those agents for you. Huge potential there. 400 to a billion. Only, are, you, are you sure, man? 400 100%. agents. We get you to a billion dollars next year. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and we're not talking about doing, we're talking about when I ran the numbers, when I went into the calculation mode, I ran like way low. I ran lower really? than what our conversion rates are. Really, really. Yeah, because mm. I wanted to see what's worst case scenario. If I've got an agent that just did this, where does it put us to? Okay, and when I when I ran through the numbers and I calculated it out, we were just over a billion dollars. Wow, with conservative numbers. What kind of a person are you looking for for an agent? What's the ideal agent that you would like to hire? Well, so there are 1.2 million agents in the United States, 98% mm. of which are failing. Mm. And they need you. They need me. That's mm. my clientele. So mm. that's my market space. So easy well, to target on LinkedIn too, man. They have that is. listed as their job description. You can, we, oh man, I'm just, my, my mind is spinning with the opportunity. We we just hook up the AI to start tar to start sending your book out to all of them and then fall, have it automatically follow up with all of that 98% using your exact sales process, but then automated Canon clone through the AI that's doing it for you on your behalf. Yeah. Um, and then we just have to close wow. them, get them contracted with us yes, so that we yes. can overwrite their commissions, right? That's, that's what that's the AI what does is it books calls for you and it'll schedule a meetings with all of the agents. Uh, and if you're paying, I don't know, if you were saying you're paying four, 200 bucks per lead for an agent, um, it'd be a lot cheaper than that with the AI because it's well, a lot of it. So the 200 bucks is for people who are looking for insurance, right? Oh, so, those are insurance so, leads, so right? it'd be even more expensive for an agent lead then. Uh, it could be if someone was doing agent leads. There's no agent leads out there. No one does that. I do. <laughs> we have we have the LinkedIn bot that does exactly that. Well, maybe I should get into a different business. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well dude let's wrap up the podcast man i appreciate your time Absolutely. any any questions that i should have asked you but didn't i mean hell we went through a, no, hell of a lot here no i think that that we've we've covered a lot i appreciate your time i appreciate being able to be on your podcast um i would be interested in you know kind of talking a little bit deeper about what this would look like and how yeah. we would do those kinds of things so absolutely I think that's there and i understood i understood getting on here that th there's part of that but it's also about how do we build synergies and and for me in, in, in business, it's about how do we, how do we connect enough dots with enough businesses? You know, how do I help you become a better business? Not just yes. how do you help me, but how do I help you become a better business? Right. I love it, man. I love it. And, For and, example, uh, with our sales process, I was thinking, as you were saying that, man, how do we integrate this? Because that is a killer script that he just gave me. So same for same with anybody watching or reading this. I mean, there's a, there's a massive potential in terms of using that as a, a script for whatever you're selling. So um, yeah, you walked us through the, the exact process, man. You didn't hold anything back. So I appreciate that big time. Yeah. Absolutely. So appreciate your time. Um, otherwise, I'm, I'm good, man. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to kylesbook.com and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.